Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. The Three and Out Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. America's number one sports book, very easy to use, safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I cannot recommend it enough. Love gambling with FanDuel. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. How are we doing? Hopefully everyone's having a good weekend. This is a little mailbag edition. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Fire in those DMs and get your question answered here on the mailbag. Very easy. Do it every Sunday morning. A little content before the games come on. And, uh, and yeah, keep this train rolling. Appreciate everyone that fires into those direct messages. And if you listen on Collins' feed... Make sure you subscribe to the 3 and Out feed, especially if you want to hear some anti-Russell Wilson's takes. I'll bring those because he looks terrible. Uh, but this, you know, we're going to focus on the mailbag. At John Middlecoff. Mailbag. Appreciate everyone subscribing. Share them with your friends. Uh, check out the Volumes YouTube page. I guess before I dive in to the DMs, <clears throat> one thing I want to hit on is I watched, I didn't watch the second half of it because they were down, I don't know, 28 nothing. And the final score was 49 to nothing. Now, you guys know where I stand on Sark. I'm not sure. Actually, I am sure. I I don't think he's a very good coach. But he did blast Oklahoma. And to me, the story in that game is Oklahoma. And that program, Brett Venables did not take over, you know, Rutgers football. He did not. Lincoln Riley took over USC. They were in shambles. They they were a 5-7 team. The University of Oklahoma has averaged double-digit wins for several decades. They have been to the playoffs like five of the last six, or excuse me, three of the last six years. They won like six straight Big 12 championships. He is now 0-3 in the Big 12. Obviously, they're transitioning to the SEC in a couple years, which I think he is not trending to make it. But the last time that the University of Oklahoma was shut out in a football game, was 1998. 1998. Pretty sure that year the coach got fired, then Bob Stoops came in. And obviously the rest is history. Bob and then Lincoln kicked ass for decades. And this Venables thing, like sometimes, I'm not huge on like, you gotta fire people. Like sometimes, like let some things play out. 
And then there are times, though, where it's pretty clear, like, yeah, this is probably not a good idea. This is probably not going to work. And I say it all the time, and I think everyone has to agree because we've all experienced it with different coaches around the country, whether it be college or pro. Some guys are meant to be the number two. And the best part about working in the industry of college or the NFL when it comes to football is being a number two, especially as good as Venables has been historically, pays him like $3 million. Remember what Venables was making as the defensive coordinator for Clemson? Now, obviously, he got a raise, and I never fault anyone for taking the chances, but usually coaches, and and there are some outliers, but for the most part, ambitious coaches who are meant to be head coaches leave jobs. And a lot of times they take jobs like, wow, why is Billy Napier taking the, you know, Louisiana Lafayette job? You know why? Because he believes in himself. Then he's going to win, and then he's going to become an SEC coach. Why is Lane Kiffin becoming the FAU coach? Well, because he wants to be a head coach. And Venables turned down job after job after job. Maybe deep down, he knew he was never a head coach. And he just couldn't pass up on this opportunity, the Oklahoma job. But he is in major trouble. And I mean, I, I, I think it's trending to be potential one-and-done situation. Because he hasn't played Oklahoma State yet. He hasn't played Baylor yet. Oklahoma State is, Mike Gundy is going to throttle him. You, you can't go 5-7 and seven at Oklahoma. That, that is just not tolerated. Ed Ogeron won a national championship at LSU. Two years later, was fired. Some of these programs do not fuck around. And now the money these places have, Nebraska and Wisconsin, they paid a, a total of $30 million to, for Paul Chris and Scott Frost, two alumni of their program, to clean out their office and get the hell out of there. Money is no issue for these big boy programs. They have an unlimited amount of cash. The Big Ten and the SEC. That's why Oklahoma and Texas went to the SEC. So if he, you know, to me, if he goes six and six or worse, I I, I don't know. I, I would I would think there's a very good chance of him being one and done. 49 to nothing to Texas? 49 to nothing? That shit won't be tolerated. And, and honestly, you know, it shouldn't be. Let's dive into the mailbag. At John Middlecoff, firing those Instagram DMs. Huge fan of the show. Uh, was never a Niner fan, but watched them a lot over the last two years since I've been listening to you. As a Browns fan, I feel like they're slightly similar in terms of their zone run game, in terms of their sweet offensive linemen. Obviously, I think the Browns have a better offensive line. Obviously, as a whole team, they are way less physical than San Francisco. But I feel like they are a couple pieces away from being in that tier of smash-mouth football. What change or additions do you think need to be made? And do you think Stefanski is going to be long-term for them? Yeah, I think Stefanski is a good play caller. Uh, one thing that I think adds to the 49ers' physicality is just simply their personnel. right? Obviously, offensive line, all you know, if you have a good offensive line, you can be physical at the point of attack. right? But then think about the Niners have... George Kittle, who's one of the best blocking tight ends we've ever seen. They have Kyle Juszczyk, who is one of the best fullbacks. Obviously, he's one of the lone ones, but I mean, he's one of the better fullbacks of all time. He is a very, very unique player. And Debo Samuel, their star wide receiver, is really more like a running back. So their three core skill guys, not counting Ayuk, are just very, very physical players. 
And then, you know, you guys got Miles Garrett. The Niners got Nick Bosa. Where I think the Niners really shine on defense is Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw destroy people. So their linebackers hit very hard. All their DBs hit. Charvarius Ward added to the team, he'll tackle. Emmanuel Mosley, their corner, fantastic. His best attribute is his tackler. Jimmy Ward, who's been banged up, who's coming back, is a very, very physical player. And then they've just, you know, drafted the Polynesian Ronnie Lott. And, you know, I'm not saying that Ronnie Lott even said he reminded him of himself. So, like, Talanoa, or maybe he reminded him of, uh, of he's a USC guy too, of Troy Polamalu, also USC guy. So they, they just, all their guys hit. You know, part of, like, what made Seattle in the LOB days such a physical team is all their DBs would tackle. And then they had Bobby Wagner, they had KJ Wright. So it's like, if you have a physical linebacker, like defensive linemen are going to be physical. If you have a soft defensive lineman, he's probably going to get cut. Like most teams, if they have some talent on their defensive line, are going to have a, be physical at the line of scrimmage. But what about your other two levels? And when your DBs hit, like when your DBs tackle, and I'm talking corners, like you, that, that's what I like about Denver's defense. It feels like all their corners hit. You know, I mean, it's like, Russell, you going to make some plays? Because we're, we're cracking people over here. So I, I think the key is DBs hitting. Love the pot. Have you ever played the Weston Kierland in Scottsdale? I'm heading there in November for a work trip, and they are putting us up at the hotel. I don't have much downtime to leave, so I was wondering if the courses there are good. I have not, but I've been looking into playing them. Uh, I, I stayed at last year when I came out here to look at real estate and visit and just get out of California for about two weeks. I stayed at uh, the Marriott in North Scottsdale, and they just have a couple courses, and the courses were cool. One thing that's awesome about uh, the Scottsdale general area is that all their hotels have 36 holes of golf. So it's like you stay there, you can play multiple golf courses. I played yesterday McCormick Ranch, uh, and it was pretty terrible. Uh, you know, I, it just, it was a Muni and I paid $150. Now it wasn't sold as a Muni. It got, it looked good on the internet. One thing with golf on the internet, you got to be careful. Sometimes pictures can be deceiving. I'll never forget years ago going to play this golf course in Oakland on the internet. It looked like, you know, Olympic club, you get there. It was a $2 course. So you get, you got to be careful with the internet. Uh, they can fool you. Hey, John, love the pod. Would you consider doing a gambling 101 episode with sports gambling going live in Ohio January 1st? Uh, no, I, 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 maybe, I think most people have a general understanding. Let's just, let's just play some hits really quick. When you see, let's just pick a game, you know, Patriots, I'm just going to make up a game, Patriots against the Bills. And the Bills are a seven-point favorite uh, it, it would, they would be more than that at home, but like on the road in New England. So it's minus 110, right? If you want to take the Bills, minus seven, or take the Patriots, plus seven. Minus 110 means you have to bet $110 to win 100. And the reason for that is like the casino has to be compensated for the risk they're taking in paying you out. So it's called, quote unquote, the VIG. So when you see minus 110, or minus 150, that means you got to spend $150 to win $100. And when you see a money line bet, let's just say minus seven, you know, to win outright is plus 300 or plus 250. That means if you bet $100 and it's plus 250, you will win $250. 
you will win $300 if it's plus 300. So those are the odds when you bet on the game. And the reason, you know, obviously a point spread is because, you know, it's like a handicap in golf. It tries to even the game. Um, and football, you know, for the mo- in the NFL, you would say most spreads, you know, I think the biggest spread so far this year is the 14-point spread, the Steelers-Bills game. But as the season goes on, some shitty teams could get up 17 to 20 points. And, uh, and yeah, so the money line just means there is no point spread. You're betting on the team to win outright. And then the point spread, the reason they have those numbers, minus 110, minus 120, is the VIG, the casino, is taking the risk. That's why I like betting on golf, because you can get, if you bet, bet a golfer to win, sometimes it's 20 to 1. So if I bet $100, I can win two Gs. Football season is underway. So now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up using the promo code COLIN. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props. You can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Get paid your winnings fast. So sign up today with promo code Colin for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat, Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP, Louisiana, or 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York, Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-888-9789, Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are. 
with unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well... I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices... You're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Happy birthday, John. Longtime pod listener. Yeah, it was my birthday last week. No big deal. Longtime Chargers fan, unfortunately. How much to blame do you put on Joe Lombardi for another underachieving year for the Chargers? Also, how much responsible do you put on Justin Herbert for carrying a lackluster franchise considering how much hype he gets as a top-five quarterback in the league. Uh, you know, I people think you defend Herbert. Like, if you just watch him, he's clearly pretty good. Like, I, I don't think anyone can debate you watch Justin Herbert. He's a really, really good player. To me, every team in the league, except like three, would immediately want Justin Herbert. They would not want Brandon Saley, and they would not want Lombardi. And the other thing is, the, the Chargers historically underachieve. And to me, that just starts with the organization and the Spanos family. For whatever reason, they can't get out of their own way and they create an organization and an environment that could always let you down. Like, if Phillip Rivers would have been a Steeler, I think his career would have been dramatically better. If Phillip Rivers would have been a Packer or played for Belichick or, you know, played for a real coach in franchise, I think his career would have been dramatically better. And he had a damn good career. So I blame the Chargers a little bit. 
Lombardi, I mean, I guess people knock that he dinks and dunks, doesn't throw the ball down the field. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I haven't broken down every Charger drive the last couple years. I thought last year, I mean, they were pretty good on offense. Defense was a problem. This year, I just, I just don't trust the head coach. It's just simple. I'm listening to your podcast Tuesday and your take on Tua being ruled out so early in the week. <clears throat> I'm a lifelong Dolphins fan and try not to be too biased, but is there a chance they sit Tua because of where he plays this weekend? Isn't the turf at MetLife one of the worst surfaces to play on? While it looks shady, maybe they are trying to be cautious with his health. Whether the concussion or back is the main reason for ruling them out, it seems like safer to play. I'm not disagreeing that, that they're trying to be safe with his health. My point of them ruling him out before he goes through the concussion protocol is almost acknowledging that shady stuff happened. Would they have ruled him out if he hadn't gotten the concussion the previous week? Quote, unquote, the back injury. That, that's my take. Like, if that, if the back thing, the concussion on that Sunday had never taken place, and what happened Thursday night of him getting slammed to the ground, head hitting the turf, that was the only time we ever thought Tua, I mean, he did get a concussion, but that was the only time that happened. I don't think they would be ruling him out on Monday. I think they would say he's in the concussion protocol and we'll take it day by day. I actually, that's a fact. We, we That's how every team operates. So when they're operating like this, I threw up a red flag of like, this makes it look worse because now they're trying to like cover their tracks. I'm not disagreeing they're being cautious with them. But I think the caution is because of the blowback they got and then for the Sunday, not as much as it was the Thursday. I don't really know how that's even debatable. Uh, found you through Collins' feed and now catch every episode. Appreciate that. Why do you think Bob Stoops isn't an NFL coach? Uh, I think it has a lot to do with his family health history. It's why he retired young. I mean, didn't his dad, who was a coach, I think had heart issues. Didn't he die in his 50s? Uh, obviously, his Bob's brother, Mark, <clears throat> at Kentucky's having a lot of success. I think Mark Stoops would be an interesting... Like Bob Stoops is not coming back. Bob Stoops is retired. Like I, I don't think that's changing. Now, he might be the interim coach for Oklahoma when Venables gets fired here in a couple weeks, but you know, I, I don't ever envision him taking on that stress level again because he's even talked about it. So I actually think Mark Stoops, just thinking about it, I, I've never thought about this before, but runs an NFL offense with the Shanahan guys, <clears throat> has just one of the more overachieving programs in the league, you know, produces NFL players at a ton of different positions now as an NFL quarterback. So you know he can evaluate. And he's not picking the, you know, the cream of the crop. I mean, they're not getting Georgia and Alabama recruits. So he's recruiting lower end guys, which is much more parallels the NFL, right? You only get one first round pick. You better get, you know, four, fifth, sixth, seventh round picks. Like you got to hit on those guys. And I remember when I worked at Fresno State, Pat Hill's like, you know, every starter for USC is a first round pick in terms of like when Pete recruits them out of high school, right? They're the, they're all first round picks. Every, like when we were at Fresno state, we were getting fifth round picks as recruits. Occasionally you get Ryan Matthews, who was a first or second round pick. And the only reason you get him, And when I say first round pick, I'm, I'm talking about as a high school recruit, uh, because he had bad grades, you know? So it's, I, I actually think Mark Stoops, how about that? Mark Stoops, NFL. Wouldn't shock me if Mark Stoops gets an interview with the with an NFL team. I also think if Saban retired and they weren't going to hire Lane, which I think they should, but they might not, uh, Mark Stoops would be a pretty logical, once upon a time, Alabama needed a coach. They hired a very successful Kentucky coach. His name was Bear Bryant. 
I'm not saying Mark Stoops is Bear Bryant, but um, I think he clearly win at Alabama. Do you think if Patriots ultimately have an average season, Bill Belichick will be out? Not sure how much loyalty Kraft would have, even when Belichick is a legend. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I said at the beginning of the season, I thought they were going to be a disaster and he would mutually depart. I don't think they'd fire him. I just Is Bill going to want to coach in this environment if they suck? They clearly don't suck when you watch them, like they've been competitive. But sometimes that happens in the NFL. Like you're kind of not, you don't, you're not some terrible team, but all of a sudden you look up and you're two and five. And it's just hard to believe when you're not winning games. So are we going to look up in five weeks and they're well below 500? And they've just been really competitive because Belichick's a good coach and they have a solid defense, but they can't really score. They can run the ball, I guess, but I guess it depends when Mac comes back. Uh, I if I had to bet right now, Bill Belichick is not the head coach of New England. That would be my that would be my guess. I don't feel quite as strong before the season happened, but I I would if I had to put a thousand dollars, will Belichick be the coach of the Patriots next year? Or will he not? Uh, actually, I don't know. You know, it just who are they going to hire? Would be my question. Would the Patriots be a good job? I was thinking about that the other day. Let's say you know they either fire him. He leaves, whatever. You know, just it just time run its course. It's time for them to break up. Would New England be a desirable job? They don't have much talent on the roster. Mac Jones was their first round pick a couple years ago, so you inherit that. You're following Bill fucking Belichick. The divisions, you know, Miami's got a ton of talent, and obviously the Bills are loaded, and the Jets do have talent. We don't know if you know Zach Wilson can play, but you're gonna follow Belichick in that town? I, I don't know. I. I I don't know if it's that desirable. Now, money talks. If Kraft pays someone and he's paying Belichick $20 million, I've, you know, I think people believe. So if he's willing to pay $15 million, obviously someone would take the job. But I wonder if the job's that desirable. Okay, last one. Been listening since 2018. Love the show. What are your thoughts on the Falcons and their future four? Four weeks into the season. It's clear this team is better than last year. What's weird about your team last year is... I think you went 7-10, and 10, and I remember watching you thinking you were god-awful. Somehow you won seven games. It's clear the team is better uh, by many analysis. I'm no homer, and I know we're worse than half the league. But our rebuild is going better than expected. We've got one of the best running games in the league. Arthur Smith, elite running game coach. So yeah, I don't disagree there. The number eight overall scoring offense. Pretty impressive. Totally agree. Drake London, who I was pretty low on. Seen some highlights. I mean, he looks pretty good. Mariota's a solid bridge quarterback. Kyle Pitts is injured, but you know he should be pretty sweet. An extremely young team. Cap space. Stars on both sides. Ridley. I think Ridley's gone. Uh, London, Pitts, Terrell, Jarrett, Grant. Given the landscape of the South, I think the thing, the big question mark for you guys, is Mariota just going to be the quarterback there for a while? Like, how are you going to get a better quarterback? Would be my question. Like, how do you upgrade that position? to where you have a guy that you think you can compete to make the playoffs year in, year out. And who knows? Maybe Mariota's that guy. God, UCLA is going to beat Utah. Maybe UCLA and Chip are pretty good. Sorry, just getting distracted. TV on the background. Yeah, I, 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 I would be pretty bullish. Looks like you got Arthur Smith is a very, very good offensive coach. And the main issue with the Falcons over the years, going back several coaches, always felt like your defense. Like, when's the last time the Atlanta Falcons had a good defense? Dan Reeves, late 90s. Like, if, if you guys could just be good on defense, you'll be a lot more competitive. 
because clearly the coach can uh, can score points. Now, I think Cordell Patterson went on injured reserve, but okay, la- this is truly the last question. After Monday Night Football, be honest, how bad is it with my Rams? We were badly outscored in the fourth quarter. The O-line is in big trouble. Allen Robinson doesn't seem to work. Why you see a sh- What do you see as a f- short-term fix? Playoff bound because the bad NFC, but probably a first-round exit? I think this game today, <clears throat> if you're listening to this on Sunday, is big. Because it's a classic, like, just got your ass kicked. You bounce back against... You're playing a backup quarterback. I like Cooper Rush, but he's still the backup for a reason. Now, can you block Micah Parsons? Like, is Cooper Rush really going to come into L.A. and beat these guys? Because <clears throat> to me, if the Rams are for real, and when I say for real, like, a legit playoff team, a team that's going to win this division again, they win this game by 10-plus points. If they're struggling to win this game, and if or they lose this game, I would be pretty concerned. I would be pretty concerned. I, I would say I'm lightly concerned right now. I'm not as big of like an over-corrector when it comes to Stafford. Everyone's like, oh my God, he looks terrible. Like, yeah, guys, he looked terrible last year at stretches. He had like a stretch where he threw seven picks in three games and four pick sixes. Baltimore, Tennessee, the Niners. Remember that last year? It was it was crazy. He was throwing pick after pick after pick. And then you know what happened? They won the Super Bowl. Now you could argue if Kwaski Tart catches the ball in the NFC Championship game, but he dropped it. I was arguing with this guy on Twitter today about Oklahoma. He's like, gotta give Venables some uh some some leeway. He took over a program in dismay. I'm like, dismay. They've just they've been winning ten plus games for like seven straight years. What, what are we talking about? The only year they didn't was two years ago. They only played eleven games because of the vid. So program in shambles. No, they they average double digits. This guy's in shambles. And uh, and yeah, you know if you if you take over Ferrari, you got to figure it out. So Matt Stafford got to inherit a really good team, and I, I still feel pretty confident that they're going to be in the mix. But their offensive line, man. I don't know why I went on that Brett Vanables tangent, but the offensive line's got to pick it up. Have a good weekend. Adios. Slide up into those DMs. At John Middlecoff. Peace. volume Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch garage and the car inside and without the right home and auto insurance coverage the cost to repair this could eat up your savings so bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.